ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so good to, to see you. Uh, welcome back to the the second half of the Factory Theater Hour, where I've never had. Uh, it's been quite. Uh, hey, how's everyone doing tonight? Uh, do you do you like lamb shanks? Because uh, wow, those are mm, lamb shanks. Dalton. Yeah. What what are you doing? You weren't out here, so I, I thought I should step in. Yeah, I, I wasn't out here because somebody locked me in the bathroom. Ooh. What? No, no, that sounds like something Jack would do. Dalton, this this has to stop. You, you just gotta accept that you're you're not ready. I am so. I just introed the second half of the show. Yeah, and you were talking about lamb shanks. People like meats. Listen, Dalton, if I. If I agree to let you come out a little later in the show to do the closing monologue, would you agree to just, just stop all this interrupting? Really? Yeah. Me? Yeah. Me, Dalton? Yeah. Closing monologue? Yeah. Me? Yeah. Dalton? Yeah. Really? Yes. Now just please leave. Me? Uh. I'm going! Okay. Moving on, let's hear once more from tonight's FTH sponsor, Clothes. Has this ever happened to you? You're at the grocery store checking off the items on your list when suddenly you realize <gasps> you're naked. <laughs> Don't worry, friends, you're not alone. This common everyday problem has a simple solution. Clothes! But don't just take my word for it. Listen to these lovely ladies sing about it. The more you wear, the less you care. Everybody's better with clothes. Clothes! Clothes. Don't leave home without them. Folks, up next on the Factory Theater Hour, we have the show that's not afraid to look at both sides of the issue. It's Face to Face. Good evening, I'm Fleurne Parcell, and this is Face to Face. Tonight, a debate for the modern age, cars versus bikes. Who's right? Who's wrong? Let's find out. Joining us tonight to argue for cars, Michael Wheeler. Michael, welcome. Thanks for having me, Flood. And here to make the case for bikes, Samantha Lane. Hello, Flood. Michael, Samantha. Before we start, I want to take a moment to apologize to our viewers. Last week on Face to Face, while discussing the topic of cats versus dogs, I mispronounced a breed of cat known as the American Shorthair. I mistakenly referred to this breed as the American um, uh, Diarrhea Monster. Anyway, I regret any pain this may have caused our viewers. But let's move on to today's topic. Michael, why cars? Why not cars, Fleur? Am I right? Yes, Michael. You are right. Samantha, Michael makes a compelling case. Care to rebut? Blurn, check out my thighs. You think I'm going to get thighs like these driving a car around? Also, the environment. Michael, you had me convinced for a moment, but after seeing Samantha's incredible thighs, I have to say I'm leaning towards bikes. Also, the environment. Flern, I would never attack Samantha's character just to make argument points, but she is dumb and a liar. <gasps> also, cars are so much better than bicycles. I mean, cars have wheels and gears. They come in many color options. They can get you from here to there. Cars sell themselves. Flern, look at my thighs. Could a dumb liar have thighs like these? Well, 
Oh, I, I thought that was rhetorical. Um, Samantha, while your thighs make a compelling case, wouldn't you say that was the money that the money saved on gas alone is a good enough reason to bike instead of drive? Well, now you're just putting words in my mouth, Flern. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do no, that. No, I love it. What else you got? Oh. Well, um, bikes are convenient. There's no searching for parking spots or getting stuff in tra- stuck in traffic jams. Yes, you are good at this, Flern. Ooh, ooh, do me. I'm sorry. Put words in my mouth. Uh, this isn't really how the show works. Please, yes, please, please, please. please, please. Oh, well, uh, um, let's see. I guess cars allow you to move more people at a time, and they're more comfortable. Boom! In your face, Samantha. Cars rule, bikes drool. Learn. I didn't want to have to do this, but I'd like to yield the rest of my time to my roommate, Sandy. Oh, I, I don't know if we've ever done that. Hi, Flan. Big fan. I, I take it you're Sandy. That's right. I have a spoken word poem. <laughs> that I would, at this time, like to recite. Our poem's allowed. I, I didn't know we could do poems. Samantha's Thighs by Sandy. The roommate. This is highly irregular. Her thighs are strong, like a bear or King Kong. Sing along with her thighs as I sing you this song. The size of her thighs make your eyes realize the disgusting disguise of society's lies. Also, the environment. Thank you. Well, on that note, we are going to wrap up this episode. Wait, wait, Flern, I'd like to yield my time to. He cannot do that. That's my roommate, Flern. These are my thighs, and that is my roommate. I've got thighs. Yes, folks, on that we can agree. We all have thighs. And I'd say that's just as good a time as any to wrap things up. Join us next week when we'll be asking the question, waterfalls, natural wonder, or silent killer? Next time on Face to Face. Good night. You've been listening to Face to Face on the Factory Theater Hour. Tonight's FTH players included Macy Sepp as Flerns, Sophie Yonches as Samantha, Chastity Cook as Sandy, and Ivy Lyons as Michael. Up next, we have our FTH players with another random bitlet. This one titled, The Most Wonderful Time of the Year. What you working on there, hon? Oh, hi, Dad. For class, I have to write a paper about my favorite holiday. Okay, what'd you pick? Well, I really like Christmas. Gifts, family, food, you really can't go wrong. Yeah, Christmas is the best. My favorite Christmas was the Christmas of 1999. Me and your mom sure made a lot of memories that year. Wait, I was born September of 2000? Alrighty then, I did not want to know. Oh, come on, you're old enough now. It was a snowy afternoon, and your mom and I were on this exact couch. Do I look like I want to hear this? I do not want to hear this. We got a fire going in the fireplace, and we snuggled up together. Please stop! After we'd warmed up a bit from the chilly night, we signed the adoption papers. Wait, did you say... Yes, adoption papers. You adopted. I'm going to go up to my room and try to digest what you just told me. Jamie, what's wrong? Wait, where are you going? What's wrong with Jamie? I told her she's adopted. But she's not adopted. 
I know that. Why on earth would you lie to her about something like that? She said Christmas was her favorite holiday, when obviously it should be National Puppy Day. March 23rd? Right. And for that, you traumatized our daughter? Did you not hear me say it was National Puppy Day? Oh, National Puppy Day. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You've been listening to another random bitlet on the Factory Theater Hour. Tonight's FTH players included Dalton Jansen, Sophie Yanches, and Emily Gaffner. Well, the time has come for one of our favorite segments of the Factory Theater Hour. Sit back, relax, and prepare to enjoy another episode of Life with Frank. Frank. I'm old. Grandpa. Well, I am. Life with Frank. Frank. <laughs> it's time for another episode of Life with Frank. Our hero Frank is an average family man with an average family and works as the custodian at his son's school. Frank's wife, Marion, has recently become the breadwinner of the home. Their daughter, Kate, is 16 and causes Frank a great deal of stress as she becomes an adult. Their son, Billy, is a precocious young scamp that walks the fine line between genius and doofus. The family also includes Frank's aging and unpredictable father. So now that you met the whole family, let's see just what they're up to. Bye, Billy! Bye, Bye Billy! See ya! Miss you, bud! See ya! remember your baby gun! Oh, I just don't know what I'll do without our little boy. He'll be fine, Marion. Billy's only going to be gone for the weekend. Frank, this is his very first overnight trip without one of us. He's still so little. Last week, Billy taught the neighbor's baby to wrestle their cat. If anyone can survive a night away, it's Billy. I won't miss him. Oh, Kate, yes, you will. You love your little brother, and he loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I know is I have a whole weekend without his constant questions and lab experiments getting out of their cages. <laughs> oh, I miss him so much already. <laughs> Marion, he's fine, I promise. He's got money for the payphone if he needs to call us, and, and all the wisdom in the world. He's fine. You're, you're right, you're right. I know. He's growing up. He's... He's... Oh, he's Mama's precious little genius. <laughs> Can we go now, Dad? It's getting cold out here. Well, your cousin Oliver's bus should be here any minute. Why do we have to take care of him again? Because he is your mother's nephew. But he does that weird slurpy inhale thing when he talks. It's creepy. Honey, if, if you knew the rest of your mother's relatives, you would realize this is the cream of the crop. Oh, nice, Frank. Real nice. Here I am, broken in pieces, mascara running down my face while my baby, one piece of my heart, is in a bus rolling down the highway at 55 miles per hour. And you, you have the nerve to say my family is strange? My family? Might I draw your attention to the gentleman standing over there with no pants and a clerical collar? <sighs> Dad, where are your pants? I took them off. What did you do with them? I unzipped them, I dropped them, then I tossed them. Can you please go and find them? I nothing doing, Frankie. You don't tell a man of God what to do. I, I didn't tell, I asked. Well, you don't ask a priest either. Dad, you're not a priest. Tell that to the caller. Have you, have you been ordained? Yes. By whom? Ralph. 
Ralph? Nice guy. He lives in a dumpster behind the tire shop. You know Ralph. He, Dad, he cannot ordain you. You just tell that to the caller. Wait. Hey, Dad, is that Cousin Oliver's bus? Oh, yeah, I think so. I hope so. I'm pretty sure I already have empty nest syndrome. You haven't been back to the nest yet. Doesn't matter. Someone give me a baby. <gasps> Marion, I've got an idea. I'll go stand in that fountain and I'll offer free baby baptisms. I, I'd put your pants on first. Right. Oh, oh there he is. Uh, Cousin Oliver, over here. Hi, Oliver. Hi, guys. Thanks for picking me up. Oh, Oliver, let me hold you. Certainly. Oh, creepy. Hey, hey, look, I found a baby. <sighs> Put it back, Dad. Put it back right now. No. Who's the older guy? Uh, oh, Cousin Oliver, this is, is my dad. You can call him Grandpa if you want. All right. It's a pleasure to meet you, Grandpa. Billy, you look awful. Are you sick, boy? No, no, Dad. This hmm? isn't Billy. This is, is Marion's nephew. He's staying the weekend with us. Ah. What's your name, kid? Oliver. You don't like it. My apologies. My father named me after Oliver Twist. You know, son, I'd suggest wringing your tongue out like a washcloth before you try to say that again. Dad. Sorry. Oliver, are you hungry? Would you like to have some lunch before we head home? Oh, I'm fine. I, I ate some tuna fish on the bus. I bet you're real popular, huh? He doesn't mm. even have his retainer in yet. Just wait till tonight. Uh, listen, Oliver, how about we run by the park, huh? I imagine you'd like to stretch your legs after being cramped up in that bus. It was surprisingly spacious, actually. Kate, it keeps getting worse. <laughs> you haven't seen anything yet. Last time he was here, Mom fed him soup for what sounded like three hours. Uh, well, should we just get headed home then? That sounds stellar. You know, give me ten minutes with this kid in a shop vac and I could fix him up. <laughs> okay, everyone in the car. And now a word from our sponsor, Clothes. The more you wear, the less you care. Everybody's better with clothes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, are you... Get, are you tired of getting home from the mall to realize that you've accidentally purchased a man suit? Hmm? Gentlemen, are you sick of all the time spent waiting in those long return lines after you learn that you accidentally bought a woman's brassiere? Well, we have a solution to your problem. What if I told you that someone has specifically designed a type of clothing that fits both men and women? Well, I've done it. I'm Kermit Brown, designer of unisex clothing. Unisex clothing is all the rage. Take it from this satisfied customer. It's like wearing a tarp the wrong way round. How is that even possible? Or this happy customer. Y'all be careful. It's real flammable. I set myself on fire twice just drying my hair with a towel. <laughs> unisex clothing. It's what you've been waiting for. Yay! And now back to our story. So I said, sure, if she should, she should. <laughs> you reckon if he slept on his back, he might drown? <laughs> Dad. I can't help it, Frank. I hate this kid. Dad, you know, you're still wearing that priest collar. Maybe you should use some Christ-like patience. Well, maybe you should go jump in a lake. <sighs> Please, put on some pants. Never. 
Frank, I was just telling Oliver that he will be staying in Billy's room. Will you help take Oliver's stuff up there? Absolutely. Come on, Oliver. Mom, I can't stand him. Can I stay at Becky's tonight? No way. With Billy gone, I want at least one of my chicks in my nest tonight. But Oliver is so annoying. Last time he was here, he borrowed one of my pillows. Oh, that's no good. Not with a mouth on that slobber puss. <laughs> I know. I didn't know what to do with it. So I buried it behind the garage. Kate, you could have washed it. No way. The things I saw on that pillow. Oh, Kate, do not embellish. All I'm saying is mushrooms grow very well after a heavy rain. Uh, I just threw up twice. Well, I'm going to help Oliver unpack. You two keep out of trouble. And Kate, no running off. Fine. Fine. Psst. Grandpa. Yeah. You up for a little fun? I've got an idea. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Kate, stop swearing. (laughs) All right, all right, I'm in, I'm in. Just just promise me one thing. What's that? I don't have to put on pants. Deal. Deal. Hey, Marion, where are the spare sheets for Billy's bed? I've got them. I threw them in the dryer to fluff them up a bit. Aunt Marion, that's so very nice of you. You have my thanks. Hey, listen, Oliver, while we put these sheets on the bed, why don't you tell us a story? I mean, it's, it's been a while since we've seen you. Oh, yes, Oliver, please. A story? Certainly. Well, sometime back last summer, my sister Sharon and I swam across Shamrock Lake in St. Agnes. It was seriously so super of a surprise, because I wasn't expecting to go swimming since Sharon suffers from several serious skin afflictions. Okay, I'm done. Marion, Marion, I'm with Kate. Oliver, Oliver sucks. Frank, that's not nice. Marion, your nephew is a dork. Well, that's not his fault. Uh, you guys have fun. I'm just going to go check on Grandpa and the kids. Okay, well... See, Uncle Frank, you're so silly. Uh, I hate that kid. Well, 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 what happened, Frankie? I thought you were helping little slobber move in. Lil Slobber? Yeah, I gave Oliver a rap name, Lil Slobber. <laughs> then when he's older, he can shorten it. First just a Lil Slob, and then just plain Slob. Well, that's going to be one wet microphone. Hey, oh. there's an idea. Let's give the kid a microphone, let him spit all over it, and get electrocuted. We don't want him to die, Grandpa. We just want him to go back home. Wait, wait. What are you two doing? Are you trying to run off Cousin Oliver? <laughs> Duh! Jeez, Frank, you're dense. Yes, Kate, Kate thinks he's ruining our weekend, and I think he's secretly here to steal all of Billy's experiments. What do you think? Well, I think the government would do well to build the next Hoover Dam in Little Oliver's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie, that's your best one yet. God, you make me proud. (laughs) Dad, the only time you're proud of me is when I'm mean to a little kid. A little kid who deserves it. Do you think we're being too cruel? When you think about it, Oliver can't help it that he has so much saliva or is so annoying. Yeah, maybe maybe we all just miss Billy so much that we're not giving Oliver a chance. You two can backpedal if you want, but I still hate him. Frank? Oh, oh, there you are. Looks like we're going to have to drive little Oliver home. Yeah, so super sorry, guys. That tuna fish from the bus isn't sitting so well. Kate, I'll need you to help me clean up the kitchen floor. He 
threw up? Are you sure it isn't just a real big blob of spittle? <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, Oliver, let's, let's go get your bags, bud, from Billy's room and load up the car. I'm exceedingly thankful for your sincere hospitality. I'm super excited to spend next summer staying with you all. Next summer? Next summer? Never. I'll die first. Uh, come on, Oliver. Goodbye, Oliver. I'll miss you. See you all sometime soon. Not if I see you first. You've been listening to Life with Frank on the Factory Theater Hour. Tonight's FTH players included Jess Adam as Grandpa, Dalton Jansen as Oliver, Emily Gaffner as Kate, Chris Borwick as Frank, and Macy Sepp as Marion. Up next, we're going to ask our very own Jess Adam to come right back to the microphone for a segment we're calling The Secret Sketch. At this very moment, Ivy is a pro, oh yes, stepping on stage with a locked briefcase. Inside this briefcase is a sketch which Jess, I promise, has never seen before. This is real. His job, this is real, should he choose to accept, is to perform all of the characters in this sketch on his own. Is this real? This is real, this Jess. This is real. Are you up for it? No. You have no choice. Ivy, can you confirm that this briefcase has been secure and secret up until this very moment? I mean, I've been sitting on it most of the time. All so right, thank you, Ivy. Please unlock the briefcase. He is unlocking the briefcase. He is handing the secret sketch to Jess. And here we go, this is real. Let's give Jess some encouragement as we begin the secret sketch. Try to keep an open mind. But I hate vegan restaurants. Hush, Tyler. Here comes the waiter. Good evening. I trust you've had a chance to look over the menu. You can take your stinking menu and stick it up your stinking nose, you stinker. I want meat. Tyler, you disgrace me. No, no, ma'am, it's quite all right. We get many like Tyler in here. Would it be all right with you if, if I had a word with him? Well, be my guest. He's dead to me. <laughs> Not really, but I'm very upset. In fact, if you'll excuse me, I need to go collect myself in the ladies' room. Certainly, it's right down that hallway. Tyler, try not to be such a yucko when I'm gone. Young man, would it surprise you to know that actually... We do have meat on our menu. But, but, uh, isn't this a vegan restaurant? Yes. Wait, are you talking about that gross fake meat? Tastes like paper? No, no, real, actual meat. So you're not vegan? Oh, we are quite vegan, but also we serve meat. I didn't think you know what vegan means. You don't know. So, <clears throat> so if I were to order the pork chops... Is that what you'd like, Tyler? Yeah, pork chops. Very well. Here's your apron and a butcher's knife. I've notified the kitchen, and uh, Kevin should be here momentarily. Awesome. I can't... Wait. What? Who's Kevin? Who's Kevin? Kevin is the pig you'll be dining on this evening. A live pig? Well, he won't be alive after you butcher him. What? 
You see, Tyler, we allow all of our guests to select the finest cuts of meat from the finest pigs, which are grown right here on the premises. Oh, look, here's Kevin now. Hey, y'all, what's going on? My name's Kevin. What? He can talk? Oh, what? my yes. We, we teach all of our animals to talk. It makes it easier for them to communicate with our customers. In fact, some of our animals are even bilingual. Como te amo? Oh, man. Y'all having some dinner? Um... Tyler has ordered the pork chops, Kevin. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Y'all like pork chops, do you? Well, I, I... Oh, and you got your apron and your butcher's knife? You know, they told me about a nice young man in the dining room who wanted to meet me. I guess I thought they meant something else. Oh, jeez. I don't think I'm hungry anymore. <laughs> nah, you go ahead, Tyler. I've lived a good life. Here, I'll lay down on my back and make it easier for you. No, no, really. I'll just have a salad. You sure? I'm real plump. Check out these haunches. No, 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 no. No, salad's fine. Well, all right, if you say so. See y'all later. Stay cool. Well, here I am, back from the ladies' room. Did Tyler behave? Well, indeed. In fact, he's chosen against the pork chops in favor of the salad. Really? Wow! Hmm. Pork chops, did you say? <laughs> Grandma, don't! I'll fetch Kevin. Let's give him one more round. I think he deserves that. Well, folks, I'm very happy to bring Ivy Lyons back. He's right there, ready to go. I think you're... You're going to sing from there, or you want to come on over to the mic? You know what? I think I'll move. You're going to move? I feel like that would be a plan. Okay. And you're going to be singing your rendition of? Nightingale. Nightingale. Yeah. All right, so please welcome Ivy Lyons. But I'm overwhelmed 
I need a light to guide me home I need a star to follow I don't know But I never see the forest for the trees I could really use your melodies Baby, I'm a little blind I think it's time for you to find me So say you'll be my nightmare Sing to me, I know you're there Cause baby, you're my sanity You bring me peace and me to see Say you'll be my nightmare I don't know what to do without you Your words are like a whisper, come through If anybody asks me how I feel everybody okay well here we are at the end of the show and as promised Dalton will be bringing us the closing monologue uh, Dalton you ready I no no um, yeah no after all the interruptions all the craziness you're just giving up yeah really yeah just like that yeah no monologue yeah really yeah just like that yeah why? I'm, I'm just too nervous. I know I'll start talking about meats. Oh, come on. You won't... No, really. I, even right at this moment, I'm feeling compelled to bring up beef hearts. Beef hearts? Yeah. <laughs> beef hearts. <sighs> Are you laughing because it sounds like bee farts? Yeah. Like little bees farting. <sighs> Listen, Dalton, I... I, I think you can do this. No! No, I can't. Even if I get started with the, the, you know... You've been listening to The Factory Theater Hour. Tonight's FTH players included Sophie Yanchez, Dalton Jansen, Ivy Lyons, Emily Gaffner, Chastity Cook, Macy Sepp, Chris Borwick, and Jess Adam. Even if I make it through that, I've, I've, I've got to do the, the uh, special thanks to our tech specialists, Clayton Lorraine and Gary Erickson, and our musical guru, Nick Watterson. And then, then once, once that's all done, you know, I have, I have to do the whole, uh, thanks for listening and join us next time for more from the Factory Theater Hour. I mean, even if I get through all that, at some point I'm going to start rambling on about cured pork bellies or goose breasts. Dalton. Huh. You, you just did it. What? Yeah, the closing monologue, the whole thing, you just did it. 
Really? Yeah, and you did it without any meat ramblings. Well, I mean, except for that goose breasts thing, but... Wow. I'm the new host. Oh, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm in charge no. now. All right, let's just sing the song, everybody, okay? It's been the... 